Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3. Just kidding. Hour 2 of Dry Large. Uh, I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. As you know, you can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at GerardAtLarge, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us. Because we just want to be loved. Yes, I want to give you an update on the uh, Amherst. Still not gotten back to us. And I'll tell you, we, <laughs> we've gotten some interesting feedback on that story. Uh, a fellow in Hooksit wrote, uh, yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, and you know what? There's some. Maybe I should tell some funny stories about things that happened at the polls. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. We'll see. But um, y- you know, folks, I, I got to tell you something. It is it is imperative that we pay attention to what's happening in schools. It really, really is. And I'm going to revisit this because last night, uh, while I was uh, channel surfing a bit, I came across the most recent meeting of the Curriculum and Instruction Committee, where I had a a motion there or a a proposal that teachers be required at all levels, elementary, middle, and high school, that teachers be required to provide a syllabus to parents. And for those of you who aren't sure what a syllabus is, basically a listing of the materials that will be used in the class and in, you know, and in what time frame? And of course, we get the you know uh, a, a lot of song and dance about how that's impractical or impossible or very difficult to you know at this level you know particularly at the elementary level you know to me if you're if you're in high school right um, if the teacher doesn't know what textbooks what uh, reading materials what workbook whatever it is uh, that they're going to be using over the course say of a quarter then they shouldn't be there. I, I, I'm sorry, they shouldn't be there. But the goal, uh, and, and people were trying to turn it into this, oh, overly restrictive, blah, 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 blah. You're going to handcuff our teachers. Uh, no, I'm not. So they were taking it to this extreme, trying to imply that my my proposal would limit teachers' ability in the classroom because, gee, if, if, they, you know, if they came across something new or they wanted to try something or whatnot, oh, if it wasn't on the syllabus, they were going to be in trouble. And that certainly wasn't my goal. But there are a number of incidences, instances, or I will call them incidents, in Manchester and beyond where things have been brought into the classroom that parents were unaware of until after they'd been brought in and parents should have known in advance. You see, in the, in the state of New Hampshire, you have the right as a parent to object to a lesson or to object to the use of certain materials and substitute those materials or that lesson at your own expense and remove your child from that lesson. That came out of uh, a situation in Bedford, by the way, where a teacher, I believe, in a personal finance class had a book that was defamatory towards Christians. If I recall the circumstances correctly. So my goal was simply to uh, open up in, in, in a systematic, organized way, deliberate way, to open up communication between the classroom and the kitchen table at home. And to make sure that parents knew what workbooks, what textbooks, what websites 
teachers were getting materials from, what online resources they were using in the class, et cetera, et cetera, so that those parents who were interested to know could find out. See, I have this belief that if you actually allow parents to know what's happening in the classroom, you will treat them more like a partner in their children's education than you will a problem with their children's education. You will take them out of the category of being um, unknowledgeable and unqualified to offer input and say to them, yeah, here's what we're using. Let me know if you got any questions, concerns, thoughts, or comments. You're, You're treating them respectfully and i you know i think it's a step we need to i think it's a step we need to take and so the administration represented by dr christine martin assistant superintendent asked for an opportunity to work with teachers at each of the three levels elementary middle and high to uh, develop a, a proposal develop plans or to kind of assess the situation come back to the committee with recommendations I said, fine. However, the purpose of this committee should be, and we'll only get my vote if it is, to come back to us with a plan. See, the purpose of this of this committee should be to develop a deliberate, systematic, organized communications plan between the classroom and the kitchen table. Well, Connie Van Houten, the school board member from Ward 12, who's never had the joy of having her own children and who often says things like, oh, parents should, of course, be partners in their kids' education and we want their input, but we really need to rely on the expertise of our professionals in the classroom as to what is the best use of their time and the best way to educate children. (laughs) She opposed it. And you know why she opposed it? She opposed it because the motion was too restrictive. And in explaining why the motion was too restrictive, now remember, the motion was simply to accept what Dr. Martin had asked us to do, and that was to uh, 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 have the administration develop a working group of teachers, administrators, whoever, at the elementary, middle, and high school levels to come back to the curriculum and instruction committee with recommendations on how to communicate from classroom to kitchen table from the classroom to the home she wanted them no joke she wanted them to have the latitude to come back and say we either don't want to or we don't need to communicate what's happening in the classroom uh to to parents at home because what we're doing is sufficient or we see no need or there may be problems. In other words, she wanted it so that the administration could come back and say it's not practical, it's not possible, it's not convenient, it's not whatever, so that they didn't have to do it. And she thought we were tying their hands by requiring a plan to do it be made. Which isn't that exactly the problem with education? Isn't that the problem with education? The schools know better than the parents. So getting back to the situation in Amherst, Amherst, where the superintendent needed a little time to look into it. Now, when I sent the inquiry, I told him I was going to make it, it was going to be a story on Monday. So I asked him for a comment. He said, I need a little time. I said, well, 
We'll be running this Monday. And then Monday, I sent him a note saying, we didn't run it today because we were overwhelmed. We're going to do it tomorrow uh, being Tuesday. And I think I finally, did I do the story yesterday? Or did I do it Tuesday? I forget which. But I've kept him appraised of the situation every step of the way. And other than to say he needed a little time to look into it, he said nothing. He said nothing. So I get this um, from a, a listener and hooks it. Just read the Sauhegan assignment, shocking to say the least, with more than 200 years to cover in U.S. history. How is it possible to even... Um, how is it possible to even take time to have such an assignment? I would be angry and would not even think preparing such an assi- think of preparing such an assignment. I have to admit that I did take time once a week. You can tell that this was a teacher to have a current event discussion, which did prompt stu- uh, 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 student de- uh, students debating issues of our time. But these were discussions based on student inquiries and not teacher directed. If this was perhaps part of an ethics class or a debate, I may be open to this. But what really is the point of asking such questions and so many of the same, uh, so many at the same time? What purpose does it serve? I could understand the possibility of having a discussion on Confederate statues be uh, be uh, uh, being removed as students study the Civil War, but in these times when PC has become word of the day, how is it possible for teachers to even give lessons on this without fearing the fallout or mentoring uh, or mentioning Lee or Jackson or even discussing why the South thought they had the right to secede from the Union? Will, uh, will even just saying Confederacy get one in trouble? This lesson from this social studies teacher goes well beyond any curriculum I have seen. And yet, you have people like Constance Van Houten, school board member, Ward 12 in Manchester, who think it's perfectly okay if teachers don't want to tell parents what's going on in the classroom that they don't have to. Yes, she actually voted against a proposal that would require administrators in the manchester school district to develop a plan so that every teacher in the school district was by some organized deliberate purposeful means telling parents in advance of what was going to happen in the classroom of what was going to happen in the classroom this is (laughs) and i just i just don't know where to go with this stuff why is it, especially people who don't have kids, think that they know what's best for kids, including that knowing better than the parents? You know, I, I got a little story. I have a, a you know, I have a, a couple little ones at home, and uh, there was a story that uh, we have called the Magic Bus. And one of the things the Magic Bus does is uh, it flies into hurricanes, and so. Uh, <laughs> We thought you know it might be cool with all the talk of Hurricane uh, Harvey and Irma and now Maria or what you know or whatnot that you know well we'll take the opportunity to teach the kids about hurricanes and you know sometimes hurricanes spawn tomato uh, tomatoes yeah tornadoes and and, and, and uh, you know what ended up happening my my son my six year old started having nightmares about the family being swept up in tornadoes 
because we read this book and then he was curious to see what tornadoes look like. So he, you know, he was shown some YouTube videos of tornadoes. Okay. Uh, we miscalculated on that one. But if you were going to have a bunch of kindergartners be shown videos of tornadoes, wouldn't you as a parent want to know that in advance in case you had, uh, you know, sensitive kids or in case you might wonder why your kid for the first time ever woke you up in the middle of the night because he had a nightmare and was afraid to go back to sleep? Now, we kind of ended up doing that to ourselves, lesson learned, but don't you think a school teacher should be communicating things like that to parents beforehand is there a problem really with telling you know high school kids what books they're going to read over the next quarter and making sure that the parents are aware of it is there a problem for uh uh uh, teachers to tell parents especially in this district which say doesn't have a math curriculum or even really an English or writing or reading curriculum. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing based on this standards-based curriculum that the district adopted however long ago now, which some of us are trying very hard to undo. That teacher, yeah, that parents know what quote-unquote resources teachers are going to be using in the classroom. So if nothing else, when the kid comes home with homework, they, uh, the parents uh, understand what, 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 what it is and where it's coming from. The, the idea that there's any elected official who would actively try to block a move of a school board to work with its administration to develop a plan on how to communicate what's happening in the classroom or what is planned to happen in the classroom to parents, to me, is mind-blowing, and it's an automatic disqualifier, however qualified they may be. For someone serving in public office, because you know what? It shows a fundamental misunderstanding of who they're there to represent, whose interests they're there to advance and protect. And I hate to tell you, it's not the bureaucracy of the district. This is Gerard at Large. 